I am speaking to you at a moment of grave crisis. I'm Jeff Turner, and this is Recall. It's a series about history. Not the ancient past, but history that's still hot to the touch. In this first season, I explore a revolutionary political movement that brought a modern democracy to the brink. You can find Recall, How to Start a Revolution, on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Q. Tokyo is populated by a series of architecturally stunning public toilets. The only reason I laugh is it's a strange way to it's a strange way to uh, begin a podcast. But you should know that these toilets are beautiful, and some of them are designed by renowned architects. And in this new movie, Perfect Days, you follow this dude named Hideyama, who his job is to clean the toilets every single day. He shows up and he cleans these beautiful toilets, and then he goes and has a bite to eat in the same restaurant where he eats the exact same thing. And then he goes to bed at a simple home, which is just a, a bed and a bunch of plants. And on the way to his home and on the way to work, he listens to cassette tapes by, like, Lou Reed and Patti Smith. That's kind of the film. When you watch the film and, and it ends, you start to say to yourself, was, was that it? Is that, all that, is that all that happened? And then you start to realize that the film is a very subtle meditation on what it actually takes to be happy in life. The film stars uh, Koji Yakusho, who plays Hideyama. Koji, if you don't know, is a massively popular dude in, in Japanese cinema. He's also been in American movies like Memoirs of a Geisha. He came into the Q studio with his translator, David Neptune, during the Toronto International Film Festival back in the fall. Now that this, again, beautiful film is out in theaters, I, I wanted to play our conversation for you. I was so glad to have the chance to talk to Koji Yakusho. Hi, how are you? Fine. Um, I want to uh, start out by saying that what I heard about you is that you'll only watch your films once. So does that mean that you saw it at Cannes and you're, you're not going to watch it in Toronto this time? Yeah, actually, with this film, I've actually seen it three times already, including um, just recently at the Telluride Film Festival. And so it's nice to get to see the uh, audience reactions um, when I see it in theaters. Am I wrong that you only typically watch them once? It's, unless I'm uh, somewhat forced, I just like to watch it once. <laughs> okay, so what I should take from this is not that you loved the film so much you wanted to watch it three times, it's that you were somewhat coerced into watching it three times. So in terms of perfect days, actually, it's kind of a a unique case because I feel different emotions every time I've seen it. And it, it's not that I dislike my other films, um, but uh, normally I see my films and I, I really want to critique myself. But with uh, Perfect Days, I tend to just feel I kind of forgive myself for any, any shortcomings that I see in my acting. Um, and I hope that I can have that attitude with all of my films so in retirement I can actually enjoy some of my movies. It sounds like Perfect Days is a special film to you. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, 
の作品に自分が参加できると思う。So, really, um, working with them was such a wonderful experience because I really admired him and I never dreamed I would be able to be in a Vim Vendors film.、Um, he really、uh, showed me that movie making can be fun.、Um, this was、uh, such a special set and You know, at this age, for me to really learn this is a wonderful gift that I think Vim gave me.、Um, so I actually fear for the future now that I've had this great of an experience working on a film. Your character in the film, I,、um, I felt like I was seeing the world through his eyes and through his patience and through his noticing. Like, I felt your character notices every tree branch and notices every bit of sunlight and notices every plant and shows the simplicity of、um, how, how, the, the beauty of how simple, simple life can be. How, how did you see your character? So, as I said, I was not sure. Um, so, as you、uh, said, he, Hirayama really sort of sees things that normally others don't notice or maybe pretend not to see.、Mm. Um, for example, the homeless man in the film,、mm. um, they don't interact or talk to each other, but he really sees him while others sort of just walk by him and pretend not to see him. So,、mm. whether it's plants or with the homeless,、um, he sees those very clearly. I think you had a follow up thought as well. Hi. Go in there. So sorry that、uh, you know, it takes extra time because there's a translator and it's probably a bit of a, you know, extra effort for,、uh, for, on your part. I really love it actually because I love, I was just thinking about this, that I love that I wouldn't normally have the opportunity to talk to you、uh, if it wasn't for the translation. So I'm actually quite grateful for it.、Mm. Okay. Do you feel like、um, this is, at least in Western theaters and Western cinema, this was、um, a version of Tokyo that we don't typically get to see? The version of Tokyo that often gets portrayed in, in films that make it over here is, of course, a lot of lights and, and neon.、Um, this was a sort of a quieter, more subdued, more, maybe a more naturalistic Tokyo. Have you ever seen Tokyo depicted like that before? Or maybe that's not even the question. How did you feel about the depiction of Tokyo? Tokyo in this film? Yeah, I know. 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 Um, I thought when I first heard this idea that it could be a really beautiful story.、Um, and he really, Hirayama, really acts in a way that is、um, so devoid of greed that it's almost embarrassing to, to see him because we tend to compare ourselves. And we live with、um, much more you know, material possessions than him. 
and um, have have this sort of uh, need for material things, um, but not him. And I think that really is a beautiful lens to see people through. And I think that's why you kind of see a new side of Tokyo through this story. Oh, because I'm li- like, because of his aversion to materialistic things, the film also doesn't portray Tokyo through its embrace of materialistic things. It, it allows us to see Tokyo th- through its natural beauty of his eyes. まあ、東京はまあお金があれば本当に何でも手に入る。街ですけど、でもそれでお金があって何でもその家を買ったり何いろんなものを買い求めても。はい、なってると思いますよ。うん。Um yeah, so I would say that with money, you can basically buy anything in Tokyo. And um, yet there are very few who are actually satisfied with their life there. Mm. Um, in terms of Hirayama, um, he takes, you know, he buys the canned coffee in the morning. He has a very simple day and then he has a drink at night and he reads a little bit and he's extremely satisfied. And I think the audience um, will feel very envious of such satisfaction. Um, and fulfillment. And so I found myself wondering, um, you know, during this shoot, why am I not satisfied with my life? You know, there can be such, you can have so little and be so satisfied. I think that's the big question that um, this film uh, makes the audience ask. I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that because this film made me think about that too. I, I was watching the film thinking to myself, I feel like I left the film looking at the trees around me and taking them in in a different way or looking at the sky around me. And people are going to listen to this and think, think I'm, I'm crazy, but I really did, you know? And I mean, I, I, I try to practice meditation and mindfulness and I try to like keep the phone away from me and I try to be present, present in the world. I'd love to hear more about how being in this film made you think about your own life and about what you notice in the world. And I mean, as someone who's pretty, you know, has had a pretty amazing career and a lot of fame and all that kind of stuff, how it made you think about what you actually need and simplicity in your own life. I'm not sure if it actually changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is that komorebi or the shadow of the leaves on the trees that gets projected onto a surface um, is a very important thing to Hirayama. It supports and uplifts him. And it's something that I never really even paid notice to uh, much that, you know, it's just some shadows on the ground or something. Mm. Um, But through his perspective, it really gave me that uh, special sense of encouragement and uh, it uplifts me basically when I see Komorebi now. And so thanks to the film, I thought that um, that whole idea is is a really beautiful one. So um, working with Vim Vendors and completing this film, it has allowed me to 
uh, travel with the film all over the world because mm. it's playing at all these film festivals, including here in Toronto. And so meeting people and, and um, different filmmakers and um, all kinds of people involved in filmmaking um, is a special thing for me because that's not something that I so often get to do with a lot of Japanese films I'm in. Um, so thanks to Perfect Days, I've had this special opportunity and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And that's something that I think has changed me as well. Change to have. So every festival that I go to, I see that there's so many fans of films. And in Japan, there might be a film that becomes popular and is a hit here or there. Um, but coming here and really experiencing all the fans that are waiting there to see the film gives me this extra encouragement to, to do my best and want to continue and put my best into my filmmaking. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, it's similarly with your character in the film, he takes such um, solace in um, American music and like music from over here. Like Lou Reed is in this uh, film of oh, the music of Lou Reed. Lou Reed's not in it. Uh, Patti Smith is in the film. Oh, again, the music of Patti Smith. Patti Smith's not in it. Uh, the, the Kinks, you know, the music of the Kinks. Uh, has this music also, I mean, I love the scenes of, of your character driving around uh, alone at night listening to this music and taking such piece in it. Uh, does that music resonate with you personally? Has that music resonated with you personally? Um, this one, uh, the music was mostly Vim's taste. Um, it's sort of more from his, you know, upbringing and that sort of thing. Um, but every time that I saw, you know, translations of the English lyrics, I really enjoyed them. For me, my two favorites were Perfect Days and, um, and the Nina Simone song at the end. Um, I really enjoy. What did you like about Perfect Day? I <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to say exactly. まあ、and the day that he was kissed on his cheek by a young girl, you know, he goes home and he's very satisfied, and that was his perfect day as well. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. Oh, such a perfect day. I'm Tom Power, you're listening to Q. You're listening to Lou Reed, and I'm talking to the actor Koji Yukusho, who stars in the new film Perfect Days. The song is called well, Perfect Day. He won uh, the Best Actor Award at Cannes for this role, but Koji's been around for a long time. A revered actor in Japanese cinema, really a household name. He rose to fame in the 80s on Japanese TV, and it's been a bit of a whirlwind since. But I wanted to go back and ask him a little bit about where it all began. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into acting in the first place? 最初あの舞台の俳優、まあ舞台をたまたま友人にもらった切符で、so um 
a friend of mine gifted me a ticket to a theater show, and I was so moved um, going to this theater show. It was the first time I had ever seen something like that. And um, I thought acting was really fascinating, and I started going to more theater shows. And then I realized that not all acting is great. Um, <laughs> but I did notice also that all the actors were doing their best. They were all sweaty on stage, and I started to envy those actors. And I thought to myself, you know, it might be more fun to actually be an actor than to watch uh, theater shows. And that was the very beginning for me. Were you right? <laughs> <笑>苦しいこともあるけどまあやっぱりねはい um, There's definitely pain associated with acting as well but I think I've been able to continue for decades because、um, if one experience feels like it didn't really go so well then I know that the next time maybe it will Um, and it's almost, I think, for actors like a drug that, you know, maybe on the next project I'll be fully satisfied and fully, you know, self actualized.、Um, so, so far, I guess it's worked out. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. More of my conversation with the actor Koji Yakusho coming up. Think of your favorite one hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What, what's the biggest changes you've seen in, in cinema in Japan from when you started out until now? So, with Japanese films,、um, I, I think in the country of Japan, there's a lot of films that are made per year. Um, but there are very few that are distributed、uh, internationally. And I think,、um, thinking from that sense, that、um, I hope that more directors, writers, DPs, producers、um, can make films that really go out into the world. And、um, I think、uh, that might be a little bit hard with my generation, but I think the next generation really needs to be nurtured、um, so that can happen more.、Uh, you know,、um What have you looked for over the years in roles that you've taken on? I mean, like, you played a police officer, a serial killer, a samurai warrior, you've, you've ballroom danced. What, what are you looking for in the roles you take on? Well, <laughs> So,、uh, overall, in a film, if you know, no matter whether there's、uh, 
incredible violence that happens or if there's a strained family dynamic, um, I find that, you know, whether it's in the individual human or in the story, there's always something beautiful to be found. Um, and when I sense that in a story, in a film, that's when I, um, I feel like I can, I can jump on board. And, um, and uh, even if I'm not a beautiful character, for instance, if the story is beautiful or overall the film is beautiful, then there's a role there for me, I feel. Was this a particular challenge, this role, because there's almost no dialogue from you? You barely speak at all in the, in the film? Was that a different test of your acting? I don't really like films with a lot of dialogue. So words are important, of course, but I think um, films are expressed most powerfully in those moments that don't have the words. Um, it's the sort of emotions that well up from within, I think, that are the most important. Plus, it's easier to remember your lines. <laughs> well, maybe maybe this is a good way to, to to close things off. I mean, you win Best Actor at Cannes for Perfect Days for this very quiet role, as you mentioned. It's a lot of um, just showing um, emotion in your face and in your in your body, not through a lot of dialogue, and, and you get this very prestigious award for it. What was your reaction? What do you think of that? Mm. Mm. <laughs> いや、あの、ま、カンヌで滞在してる間にこうやってインタビューとかなんかをはい。Yeah, so, um, at Cannes, we did a lot of interviews, um, and many of the journalists that spoke with me said I had a chance at receiving this Best Actor award, and um, I thought, okay, even if they say this, I shouldn't expect this at all because I'll be so disappointed if that yeah. ends up happening, uh, if, that, if that doesn't end up happening. And so on the last day, we were told that we were going to get some sort of award. Um, and I thought, okay, it could be for the film, it could be for the script, or it could be for acting. Um, but in the moment when my name was actually called, I was so surprised. I was, sh I was shocked, um, and it was hard to believe. But I was extremely happy. And then one anecdote I'll share is that um, one of the jury members uh, was staying in the hotel in front of, uh, in front of mine. And um, the morning after the awards ceremony, there was this piece of paper slipped under my door and it had a little grid for the tic-tac-toe. And, ah. and it said, congratulations under it. And I thought, huh? And then I, when I realized what it was, um, I was very moved. Um, and he was also the person who... Um, who read the award at the ceremony as well. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. And I should say for people who haven't seen the film, uh, passing on tic-tac-toe in little pieces of paper uh, to strangers is a, is, a, is a very big part of the film. Um, uh, what a joy it was to have you in here. Um, I really love the film. Uh, I loved what a quiet film it was. And I'll say it again, it made me think differently about the world around me after I watched it. And, and what else can you ask for besides that? Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's my conversation with Koji Yakusho. Um, he's uh, the star of the new film, Perfect Days, which I'll tell you is the most one of the most beautiful films. I think it's my favorite film I saw at the Toronto International Film Festival uh, this year. 
And uh, Koji Yakusho won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival for his role in it. Perfect Days is nominated for Best International Feature Film at this year's Oscars. Those happen on March 10th. The other conversation we have up on our podcast today is uh, about what happens when two giants of Canadian culture collide. Misha berger Gossman lee and Margaret Atwood. You'll hear my conversation with Misha. Go check that out. See you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.